listeners. Your podcast feed is fortunate enough to have been blessed with another episode of Garden Plots with Skeletor, the gardening podcast that will finally scrub the grime and mildew of ignorance off the rusting chassis of your horticultural abilities and leave your newfound agricultural acumen gleaming like it just exited the factory showroom. Uh, If you just gave them the gardening knowledge, then how would it have gotten dirty in the first place? I don't know. Maybe one of the factory workers didn't properly apply the undercoating. And and now the car parts will be dull and greasy unless they purchase the premium ultra-waxing package of my planticular pedagogy. I thought this was a free podcast. There is always a price for knowledge. And today it would appear that the price my legion of followers must pay is listening to the inane interruptions of my bull-cutted buffoon of a nephew, Prince Adam. Greetings, listeners. I mean, um, whatever. Uh, losers. No, that's too far. Let me try again. Hello, not winners? Tires? Gee, being evil is hard. One, I keep telling you, you are not evil. You're just annoying. And two, do not address my listeners. Your presence here is the result of your father's surprisingly competent negotiation skills and my inability to find you a babysitter on short notice. And I keep telling you, Uncle Skeletor, I'm 34 years old. I don't need a sitter. The only reason Mom and Dad have Debbie come over when they go out is so she can see how good I am at taking care of myself and make sure I don't eat too many popsicles. And I am so evil. Last week when King Dad asked me if I mowed the lawn, I said yes, but I hadn't yet. I did it the next day. Young man, there is nothing evil about horticultural tardiness. Both gardening and evil demand prompt and consistent maintenance. (sighs) I bet it's extra evil and you're just hiding it, keeping all the good evil to yourself. You are pushing your luck. And let me tell you, you have very little luck to push, nephew. You would have zero if you had not been canny enough to lure Snout Spout into coming to our car wash. Oh my god, you got Snout Spout? Oh yeah, absolutely. My good friend He-Man set it up. Yep, he's definitely going to be here. That's amazing! Like, from anybody else, this act would come off as corny, but it's Snout Spout, so it's just the coolest. Snout Spout is so cool. Do you think he'd sign my laptop? That's right, you want a pat, not rub. Rubbing is how you get irritated scales. No, you can't wipe the car like that. You're trying to dry a car, not gently pat down a baby duckling. We can't spend three hours patting down every single bumper. Are you going to get in there and show them some technique? As a last resort, if I absolutely must. But a good manager tries other tools first. Ah, so yelling. Naturally. As I am here to yell at you, Podvans, as only the great and magnificent Skeletor can. What shall I yell at you about today, you may wonder? Will it be weeding practices? Watering techniques? Perhaps a rare and intriguing plant newly famous in the socials media. No. Today we focus on the practical and pragmatic. Household fixes to common plant ailments and issues. Salts. Most water that is chemically treated, and let us hope that your water is chemically treated in some fashion, has soluble salts in it. These salts gradually build up in the soil of your plants as you water them. And unless you strictly use rainwater or distilled water you'll need to flush the soil at some point. Some signs that the pH level in your soil is in need of a reset include brown leaf tips, lower leaf drop, struggles with new growth, and, most telling, a white or yellow crust on the pot or soil. 
That crust is your nemesis, salt. And I hear your wails of complaint. Oh, must you clean it? Must you find the time in your day already packed with entirely too much to clean yet one more thing in your household? Yes! Your plant didn't ask for this salt buildup and is incapable of ridding itself of your poor watering practices. So the responsibility lies in your sensibly gloved hands. I feel like that's the perfect time to just give up on that plant and start again. How would you like it if your parents just saw you get applesauce on your face a single time, shrugged and said, ah, well, uh, perhaps we can start over with a different offspring and try to keep that one in better condition? I mean, that's not totally unreasonable. Oh, and I suppose rather than cleaning your living space, you just burn it down, move away, and start over. Mm, I hadn't occurred to me as an option, but yeah, that sounds pretty good. Well, I happen to like my possessions untoasted. And so, for those of you brave enough to persist in the face of mild inconvenience, these instructions are for you. Firstly, clean out the salt crust from the soil and from the rim of your pot. You may even need to repot if the crust is aggressive enough to require a deep clean. Now that you have removed the most visible portion of the salts, flush the soil of your plant with water until it's running out of the drainage holes. And it had certainly better have drainage holes if you want to remain alive and well enough to heed my edicts. Run water through the soil twice. Now, to adjust the pH of the soil, run a solution of water and vinegar through it. You want no more than one tablespoon of white vinegar per gallon of water. Let it run through the soil and don't leave your plant standing in the acidified water. If you want a slower and more long-term cure for salt buildup in the soil, mix some coffee grounds into the soil. The nitrogen released will lower the soil pH over time. If you have spare coffee that's gone cold, you can also do a quick rebalance of your salty soil by watering once with a mix of one part cold coffee to one part water. That's the best use I've ever heard for coffee. That stuff tastes like liquid spite. I think as you age, you come to appreciate defeating a cup of bitterness first thing in the morning. It gives one the feeling that you could crush anything underfoot that dares to cross your path. Screw that. Give me boba tea any day. Yes, the battle cry of the young and naive who have never had to stay up all night helping Beastman glue popsicle sticks together for his science fair project. What was he building? A giant popsicle stick. It actually turned out quite good. I drink coffee. Lots of it. Black. Like my heart. I see. Okay, fine. My coffee's really more of a light tan color, because it makes me gag if I have less than four creamers in it. And my heart is probably normal heart colors because I eat fiber and exercise. But both are metaphorically black from all the evil I've been doing, you see. Yes, writing heck everything on the outer walls of the castle was truly the height of nefariousness. You really think so? No, it was the petty rantings of a child with some washable markers. Maybe you're the one who doesn't know what evil is. You ever think about that? If I wasn't already incredibly busy today supervising this car wash and hosting a podcast and watching over you to make sure you don't accidentally stab yourself to death with a sponge, I would need to clear my entire schedule to make room for all of the hysterical laughter necessary to give that naive statement the full weight of derision it deserves. As it stands, this is all I have time for. <laughs> No, and you reveal yourself to be a simpleton for even daring to think such a thing. How did you do that? Do what? How did you have an insult ready like that? 
I've tried really hard, and sometimes I write them down and put them on my Trapper Keeper so I can practice them, but they never come out right. Okay, before we attend Skeletor's Ed talk on insults, can you finish up this watering thing? Indeed. Flush the soil of your houseplants approximately every six months. It's best to do so immediately before you fertilize, although you can do so after fertilizing if you have to rescue a plant from over-fertilizing. Which you will never need to do because you have heeded my every single utterance. By the way, is this a bikini car wash? No. I specifically told them it was not a bikini car wash, as our HR department definitely has a specific torture dungeon for that type of objectification. Is it possible that, like pretty much everything else, they got this information wrong? More than possible. It is likely. <sighs> Who is be-bikinied? Um, everyone, mostly. Although, to be fair, for most of your staff, a bikini is more than they usually wear. A lot of them seem to have just strapped a second pair of furry briefs over their chests. Why exactly is that the dress code around here again? Don't you guys get cold in the winter? No! That's why the briefs are furry! It's a well-known fact that Eternians lose 80% of our body heat through our butts. That can't be true. No, Riley, it's just science. The reason I have to wear a shirt is because Mom's from Earth, so I get a little chilly sometimes. Well, I came to see Snout Spout. Do you think I drove all this way for the ambiance? Although, some of those foxgloves... Do not even dare to speak to one of my plants, Buzzoff! They're the ones practically throwing their pollen at me. Not that I mind a flower that's a little... forward. Keep moving. This isn't a botanical key party. Everything in my garden is adequately pollinated and needs none of your traditional methods. Adequately pollinated? No wonder your plants look so unfulfilled if that's the kind of attitude you bring to it. How can you tell they're unfulfilled? Don't answer him! I don't want to know! Honestly, if I could know less about your relationship with plants, that would be a blessing. But selective memory wiping is not a project I have had time to develop at present. Not with the evil gardener's grow-off approaching. Oh? You have something especially bad that you're growing? A particularly naughty specimen? Don't even think about it! Get your car washed and get out of here! Your mere presence is a risk to the podcast's all-ages rating, and I don't want reviews from outraged parents! I specifically came here to see Snout Spout. I was told he'd be part of this car wash. Oh, definitely. He'll, he'll absolutely be here. That's what my good friend He-Man said. Well, then I'll wait. Fine, then go and get your car pre-washed. Do you want Snout Spout knowing how unkempt your vehicle is? Hmm, I suppose it is rather sticky. Oh, from honey, right? Because you're an Andrenid? Exactly. Go get your filthy conveyance dealt with, you winged wastrel! Yeah, you winged wastrel! Doesn't work if you just repeat me. You have to have your own insult. Fine, I'll go. Do me a favor, though, would you, Skeletor? Tell Favriel I said hello. <gasps> have you been seeing my peace, Lily? Me? I would never. I wouldn't dare go behind your back and meet up with your peace, Lily, in a secluded glade under the moonlight. Not even twice. I'm insulted that you would think that of me. If I find even one speck of pollen anywhere near her... You'll what? 
I will personally see to it that you don't live to pollinate another plant. Don't think I'm above insecticide. You dare to threaten a native pollinator? You have but seen the veriest tip of the iceberg entitled Things Skeletor Dares to Do. Now leave! She said you'd be like this. Go! Fine, fine, I'm going. I really thought Favrielle would have better taste. I mean, I didn't think she'd have taste at all, but I guess if she had to have taste, I figured it would be better than Buzz Off. Favrielle is going to be grounded for a year if any of this is true. You'd really do it? You'd stand in the way of true love? Yes, with a flamethrower. Wow. Yes, yes, I know, my evil is inspiring, blah blah blah, you hold but the dimmest candle to my villainy, blah blah blah. Weird question, is that a pile of moss slowly emerging from the edge of the forest? Ignore it, it's probably Moss Man. The car wash will likely have concluded by the time he arrives anyway. And he just lives in the woods? Yes, in a small hut, with goats. Uh, have you been there? Once or twice, but I try to avoid it. Unfortunately, Whiplash demands locally sourced chevra for his savory cream puffs. Speaking of hippies, today's sponsor is... <sighs> Professor Zodak's Unified Alignment All-Purpose Holistic Soap. Oh man, I remember using that once when I visited Uncle Ezra on the commune he was living at for a while. That stuff is intense. Also, I'm a little surprised you're promoting a product owned by one of the he-buddies. Oh, Zodak's not a he-buddy. Uh, not right now, anyway. Uh, wait, is he? Maybe technically? I'd have to check with Spindrack in our accounts department to be sure, but I'm fairly certain he isn't currently registered as one of my minions. It has been a while since we've done an alignment census, though. Wait, you guys don't know which side Zodak is on? It's just a little hard to keep track of, is all. You see, Zodak was always going on and on about some sort of new age cosmic nonsense or another, and nobody could ever get a read on what any of it meant. One time I was putting together a lunch order, and I asked him what he wanted. He said, When observing the scales of the universe, it becomes apparent that the only true conflict is between imbalance and harmony, and even that struggle is an illusion. I mean, what do you say to a guy like that? Whoa. What did you say? Nothing. I threw a shoe at him and ran away. I think I put him down for a cob salad. For years, we were trying to figure out whether he was good or evil, passing him back and forth between the palace and Snake Mountain like a re-gifted holiday fruitcake. But eventually, he just wandered off. A few months later, a new brand of all-purpose cleaning product with his name on it started showing up in stores. So I guess he must have started a soap company. Or a cult. Possibly both. From the words on the label, it's a little bit unclear. <sighs> but I suppose a client is a client. Normally, our sponsors prefer that I rephrase their ad copy and deliver their advertisements in my own inimitable style. They absolutely but do not. Zodak's representatives have insisted that the following message be read verbatim. And as the saying goes, the customer must always be placated like the petulant children they are. Pretty sure that's not how that saying goes. Well, it should be. Now then, this is all in capital letters and the punctuation is a tad... arbitrary, but... Nevertheless, ahem. <clears throat> Professor Zodak's Unified Alignment All-Purpose Holistic Soap. Enjoy one soap for 97 different uses. Guaranteed no synthetic oils and 100% vegetarian. Outstanding water softening and cleansing powers. It is the mildest, most pleasant soap you ever used or money back. 
Enjoy Body Rub to stimulate body, mind, soul, spirit, and teach the universal moral code uniting all three in the Shepherd Astronomer Professor Zodak's cosmic vision. All alignments join together aboard Spaceship Eternia. Exceptions? None. We are not a cult. Enjoy the creamy emollient lather on baby, bath, beach, body, dentures, bashasaurus, silk, wool, pets, diapers, car, furry briefs, hand, foot, and other lesser soaps. Use for shaving, mouthwash, shampoo, dishes, laundry, rocket fuel, pancakes, trip to the store. Absolute cleanliness forever, mind and soul. Not a cult. You know, I'm glad he said the part about it not being a cult, because before that, I must say, it sounded a little like it might be a cult. The unfortunate thing is that it's actually a very effective cleaning product. It is one of the few soaps that has any effect whatsoever on Stinkor's musk. I just wish that the entire screed wasn't printed on the label of every bottle. Yes, we always have a bottle of it lying around the castle in case of, uh, well, let's be honest, Orko. And since we're all a bunch of evil katirs here, I don't mind telling you that if you put the soap in a place that Mother tells you not to put things, it makes for a very tingly sensation. Very tingly indeed. Adam, you put the soap in the electrical outlet, didn't you? I sure did. Pretty evil, huh, Uncle Skeletor? No. No, it is not. And don't think that soap doesn't apply to gardening. It has a crucial role in your plant parenting. Much like you must periodically wash your dishes and launder your bedding, you must also clean your gardening tools and wash any pots you intend to reuse. Oh, screw that. An expected response, but failing to cleanse your tools and pots is how you spread contaminants and pests. You don't want to share fungal infections throughout your garden, do you? Ideally, you should clean your pruners anytime you finish using them on a particular plant. Bleach wipes are sufficient for this, but a deep clean is sometimes necessary, especially if you are dealing with a plant you know to have been infected. Even if you haven't touched an infected plant, your tools require cleaning to help keep the small joints free of dirt and to help keep the edges of your cutting tools sharper by cleaning grit and plant matter from them. To clean them, Submerge the metal parts of your tools in a bucket of warm soapy water for 10 to 15 minutes. Then, rinse them and dry them thoroughly. Drying them thoroughly will help prevent rust. Then, use some WD-40 to lubricate the metal parts. This will further ward off rust. If any of your tools have wooden handles, you can sand down any rough spots and then apply a small amount of linseed oil to condition the wood and keep it from rotting or splintering. What? Why is everything so hard to take care of? Why can't you just point a power washer at everything and be done with it? Not everything can be dealt with by applying a high-pressure setting to it. Man, you and my parents. I tried to tell them that I could clean out the casserole dish way faster than soaking it. Blast that cheese right off. Have you been talking to Whiplash about his manner of doing the dishes? Look, I'm just saying, he makes a compelling case. He destroyed half of the corningware. But I bet the other half was super clean. When I ask for dishes to be cleaned, ideally... I would still have all of the dishes at the end of the proceedings. You did. Just maybe not in their original, you know, condition. And that is why Whiplash does the cooking and is not allowed anywhere near the dishes. We can't afford to replace a punch bowl every fortnight. Now, when it comes to washing plant pots, ceramic and terracotta pots are fine to go in most dishwashers after a thorough rinse. Make sure to wash them on a gentle cycle. And I would advise against any heated drying settings. There is a sufficient amount of bleach in most dishwasher detergents to kill the appropriate contaminants. If you are determined to avoid bleach, 
Put your pots in a bucket with a one-to-one solution of vinegar and water and leave them to soak for at least three hours. Then thoroughly rinse off the pots and leave them to dry. Is cleaning evil? Yes, absolutely. What? That makes no sense. Everyone's always going on about how good it is to keep things clean. Yes, but everyone hates doing it. I admit doing the cleaning yourself is not terribly evil, but you can often foist the cleaning off onto minions and make them miserable. So really, cleaning is just an opportunity for evildoing. Aw, but I don't want to clean out the shed. Precisely. I don't know. Sounds like pretty shaky reasoning. I hate a lot of things. I don't think that automatically makes them evil. Like having to get up to refill my drink? I don't like doing that. Does that make it evil? Eh, low-grade evil, but it's sort of self-eviling. Look, if you're really that curious about it, I can get you into evil college. You can at least take an intro to evil course and learn some of the basics. Can I go? How did you do on your standardized evilness test? The SETs? Well, at the time they were last given, I hadn't yet realized my true dark nature. So, I just filled out the little bubbles with my number two pencil until they spelled out, no thank you. Hmm. Well, they will deduct points for courtesy, but refusal to acknowledge the legitimacy of the test is usually good for a passing grade. I also sent the proctor a thank you letter for taking the time out of their busy schedule to administer the test. Ah. Hey, looks like Mossman is almost at the mailbox. I think he might actually make it to the car wash. Can't imagine why he bothered. It's not like he has a car. He just really enjoys community events. He doesn't come to all of them, but if there's a flyer for a drum circle or a harvest festival, there's a pretty good chance he'll show up with his devil sticks. Are those evil? They sound evil. There is a difference between evil and terrible. Well, all I know is he and I, uh, I mean, my good friend He-Man, always tried to make it to every pancake breakfast fundraiser for the community garden. He's a master of the spatula, according to He-Man. The car wash seems like it's going kind of slow. Usually people are in and out. Hmm. Yes, this should be going like intricate clockwork. Merman, come here. Just so mighty, Skeletor? What's the holdup with the car wash? Have not these people automobiles and wagons in need of cleaning? If they're going to hang around like this, I've half a mind to start charging for parking. Why is it taking so long to cleanse these vehicles? Well, first Ram Man kept running through the car wash without a car, which was fine, except he accidentally swallowed a bunch of sponges, and Beast Man had been saving those sponges so that he could eat them, so that was a whole thing. Then Whiplash wanted to demonstrate that the best way to clean a windshield was to light it on fire, and it turns out it really isn't. Like, not even a little bit. Then Triclops thought that Orca was a dirty rag and uh, stuffed him in the washing machine. <laughs> but mostly, I, I think everyone's just waiting for Snout Spout to show up. They don't want to miss it. I mean, he's the whole reason half these people even came. I'll be honest. I'm worried that this crowd is going to get rowdy if we don't do something to keep them entertained in the meantime. I've seen concerts turn ugly over stuff like this. They're going to start chanting for Snout Spout if we're not careful. Snout Spout! Snout Spout! Snout Spout! Stop that, Riley! Sorry. You guys were talking about Snout Spout and I got excited. I know! He's the best, right? Ugh. Not you too. While I am more than willing to take advantage of the mania surrounding him, I must say that I have... Never fully understood Snout Spout's appeal. He has a robotic elephant head that shoots jets of water out of the trunk. What's not to get? 
Plus, he's just awesome. Riley, what's your favorite thing about Snout Spout? Just one thing? Jeez, way to put me on the spot. Oh, okay, I'll tell you, Mike. Let's just say it together on three. Three, two, one. Everything. Everything! I know, right? Totally! Well, as nauseating as this display of fandom has been, it does raise the question, what am I supposed to do about Snout Spout's legion of devoted impatient followers? Hand out orange segments and sports beverage? Give them a book of mad libs? Send Whiplash to fetch his guitar? If we just knew when Snout Spout was gonna be here, that, that would probably help. I'm not sure. I just told him to come by. Gosh, it sure would be terrible if he didn't show up, wouldn't it? Uh, that would just ruin this whole car wash completely. I sure hope that doesn't happen. I'll never give people vague invitations. That's how you end up with Ninjor starting his vacation slideshow at 9pm on a Wednesday. I should have clearly specified that we would look at 10 pictures between 5 to 6pm or not at all. Come on, him being followed by those seal pups was really cute though. And him teaching his niece how to skateboard? That was worth it. It was tolerable. Merman, tell these people that Snout Spout will be here at some point and that in the meantime they are free to weed the garden. That should keep them busy. Um, can I at least pass out some snacks or something? Everyone may have a single granola bar or a banana. Not both. We're trying to make money, not lose it on feeding the aimless masses of Snout Spout fans. Got it. And speaking of bananas... Will it kill Beastman? Okay, I let it go the first time, but why are you saying that all weird? What? Beastman? I always say his name like that. No, before that. Kill? You know what? Never mind. Fine. Bananas are useful in the garden for adding potassium to the soil. You can do this either by making a tea, by soaking the banana peels in water and then watering your plants with it, or by finely mincing the peel and mixing it in with your garden soil. Now your average beast man will be attracted by the promise of bananas in any form, but is it safe for the furry creatures in your life? Yes. Bananas are fine for cats, dogs, and beastmans, provided you don't give them too much. Bananas are very high in sugar, and much like you would not give your pet a bag of sugar, you should not give your pet an entire banana. Beastman ate an entire bunch and was bouncing off the walls until the sugar crash hit at which point it was nothing but crying about how one of his socks got lost in the chaos, and what if it was never found? Would it feel alone and bereft, wondering if it had been forgotten? What if his sock had friends and family in the sock drawer? What if it never got to watch its sock children graduate from sock school? Should we hire a sock detective to investigate this disappearance? At which point we gave Beastman an antihistamine, and he conked right out. Thankfully, the sock was located, and presumably the entire population of the sock drawer was relieved at this good news. Beastman gets really weird after too much sugar. Agreed. Bananas! Will it kill Beastman? No, but the sock-related drama is to be avoided all the same. Oh hey, it looks like Mossman made it to the line for the car wash. He's talking to Mechanek. I mean, I'm guessing that's Mechanek's car. It's the only one with a sunroof and a guy sticking his head out of it. Well, at least that means the line is finally starting to move a little. Yeah, they've washed two whole vehicles today. Duncan got the attack track wash this morning, and then some creepy dude in a van that had a bumper sticker that read, Grass, grass, or grass, nobody rides for free. Evil Seed was here. Interesting. I wouldn't expect a villain of his stature to be lured out by the siren call of a snout-spout appearance. Yeah, well, maybe he just needed his van washed. That thing was filthy. 
they had Beastman spinning around like, frick, you know, the twirly wash buddies they have in automatic car washes. Twirly wash buddies. You know what I'm talking about. Don't even pretend like I'm the weird one here. They're like the spinny cylinders with fuzzies all over that roll along your car. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. They're the best part of a car wash. No. No, 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 no. It's when they spray the foam all over the car and you feel like you're in a snowstorm. That is pretty great, yeah. Though I like to pretend I'm in a cocoon and will emerge as a beautiful butterfly. I mean, a tough, evil butterfly with like a leather jacket or something. Clearly, you are supposed to imagine that you are building foamy sandcastle fortresses to defend against the invading forces of the sponge people. I will take your silence as a scent that I'm the correct one. It's not that, it's just... It's hard to believe that you have an imagination. What are you talking about? It takes metric tons of imagination to come up with the schemes that I do. Yes, okay, that's true. I mean, a whimsical imagination, I guess. For fun, not evil. Riley, I am evil. Therefore, if I have a flight of fancy, you can be assured that it is a most sinister sojourn indeed. The wicked wings of my whimsy soar to only the most villainous of ignoble apogees. Yeah, me too. Really? And, uh, what nefarious schemes did your insidious imagination concoct? Well, one time I looked at Battle Cat, I mean, uh, Cringer, and thought, what if instead of having green fur with yellow stripes, he had Halloween colors instead? That would look pretty evil, right? An orange and black tiger? That's not evil, that's just preposterous. <sighs> Whatever. Still no sign of snout spout, huh? This sure is disappointing. I was really hoping he'd be here by now. I know! Do you think he'll sign stuff? I don't have anything ready, but I guess he can sign my backpack or my laptop. I should go get a marker so I'm ready. Skeletor, can I borrow a marker? <sighs> I can't believe you asked permission. That's chump stuff. I'm not gonna steal it. That's so much more effort. I'd have to get it and then hide the fact that I had it and then do something to it so Skeletor wouldn't recognize it was his. That's like 90% more hard work than I'm looking for. I'm not afraid of hard work in the name of good. I mean evil. I meant to say evil. Sorry, habit. I definitely meant evil. <sighs> Riley, you can borrow a marker after we finish the episode. I see no reason to suspect that Snoutspout is going to arrive in the next few moments, and even if he does, no doubt the car wash-loving throngs will hold his attention long enough for you to get a marker. All right, but he better not be all autographed out by the time I get to him. I need this. And what about you, listeners? What do you need? My brilliance in your lives, obviously, but what else? We turn to Leave It to Me to find out. Dear incredibly handsome and hopefully still single Skeletor, this is definitely not Perfuma, but just so you know, she does talk about you a lot and thinks your cheekbones are the shiniest that she's ever seen. Do you use special polish? I bet you use polish. I am writing to say that I'm having problems with weeds, and while I really don't want to kill them, I don't want them to kill my plants either, which means I guess I have to handle them somehow. Can I make my own weed killer? I'd rather use something safe for the environment. I've thought about making my own with salt and vinegar. Is it worth it? Weed woes in the whispering woods. Well, I can safely say that, no, it is not worth it. Not because it won't kill your weeds. It will, in a manner of speaking, but... There are numerous downsides. 
It often requires multiple applications. It rarely kills the roots of your weeds, which is really what you're looking to target. Salt in your weed killer will alter your soil and can make it inhospitable to the plants you're trying to keep alive. And really, you're going to have to use horticultural vinegar anyway, which is many times stronger than the 5% acid vinegar you use in culinary pursuits. It's quite dangerous in its own right and can be dangerous if inhaled. It will also kill your other plants indiscriminately if it gets on them, so the benefits of homemade weed killer are limited indeed. By contrast, Many synthetic weed killers can be safely sprayed on non-weeds without killing them. So if you have weeds in amongst plants you want to keep alive, synthetic weed killers are safer for your garden in the short term. That's not to say that I support the use of synthetic weed killers. Really, the most organic and environmentally friendly way of dealing with weeds is weeding. It's safe, it aerates your soil, and it doesn't have any long-term effects on the environment. Sometimes, it's like you actively want people to leave bad reviews. Yes, I know, that is not the answer that anyone wants to hear, but the truth is often unpopular. My best advice is to pull weeds as much as possible, and when the occasion arises that you have a weed that cannot be pulled easily, you can judiciously apply a commercially available synthetic or organic weed killer, with the understanding that the organic one is likely to be less effective and still has some potential to do soil damage. Spot treat, never area treat. Area treating is ultimately bad for your garden, no matter what you use. Be aware that any weed killer, organic or synthetic, poses a danger if it gets on skin or in the eyes, nose, or lungs. So take proper precautions and don't spray on windy days. I myself use a commercially available organic weed killer, but only in cases where absolutely necessary. The choice is really up to you. But when it comes to herbicides, your safest choice by far is to strap on your knee pads and get to weeding. Better yet, get your minions to do it. Oh yeah, that's totally how I'm going to do my evil. I'll delegate my minor bad guy to the minions I'm going to have, who aren't as evil as me, but are still pretty evil. That way I can save up all my badness to focus on the really important villainy. Look, Adam, how can I put this nicely? Oh wait, I can't, and I don't want to. You aren't evil. You are the opposite of evil. If evil was a banana cream pie, you would be a chipmunk who lived on a planet that had never heard of bananas, cream, or pie, and was allergic to the concept of dessert. To put it in a way that even you should be able to wrap your terrible haircut and shrouded non-evil head around, this is you, this is evil. Do you see how far apart I am holding my hands? Do you? Oh yeah? You think you know everything about me? You think you're the big expert on being evil, and that no one else even knows what they're talking about? Well, what if I told you that you are sitting in the midst of a scheme? How would you feel about that? Mildly intrigued. A uh, sense of lukewarm curiosity, perhaps. Remember how I told you Snout Spout was coming? Adam? Well, he isn't. I didn't even tell him about it. In fact... I told him about a car wash on the opposite side of town to make sure he definitely wouldn't come to this one. He's probably having the time of his life over there. And you're stuck here, snout-spoutless. No! This is the worst! You're such a jerk! If you weren't the Prince of Eternia and I knew how to throw a punch, I would deck you right now. See? Riley gets it. You don't know how to throw a punch. What are they even teaching you at this... Community college. We'll work on that. 
I think I have some brass knuckles that would probably fit you. Aren't you impressed? Aren't you astonished at the depths of my evil Uncle Skeletor? Hmm. Well, I suppose I am tepidly taken aback. You did a scheme, and thus far it has worked. But it's still pretty small villainous potatoes. So there's no snout spout. So what? Yeah, so what? Who cares? Not me. If I cared, I wouldn't be able to stand here calmly holding my laptop in my hands. Oh, look, it seems to have snapped in half all by itself. See, Adam? Nobody cares. Oh, I think you'll change your mind when you see this. Hey, everybody! Snout Spout's not coming to the car wash! What? I polished my scales for this? Touché. I underestimated the crowd's enthusiasm for this palladium pachyderm. Skeletor, people are going to leave. Some people are already asking for their money back. This is not good. How are we going to pay the contractarians? Did you at least get money from Buzzoff? No. We finished washing his car, and when we went to get the money from him, he just shrugged and flew off. Ah. Well, I suppose I should have expected that. Yeah. I mean, you know what they say. Money doesn't grow on bees. Yes. They do say that, don't they? You know, that never really made sense to me until now. So... Now, I think you're forced to admit that I have you out-eviled. Fine. You've succeeded at a single evil doing. Congratulations. I suppose we'll just have to resort to raffling off Webstore to raise funds. You can't just raffle off an employee. Also, stop trying to get rid of Webstore. But those eyes! I swear, he makes them creepy on purpose. Oh. Um, uh, hi, Moss Man. Great. You've arrived just in time for the flaming torches and pitchforks. Unless you can do a convincing snout-spout impression, I suggest you begin your slow progress back into the woods. Hey, Skull Man, you're looking well. I'm not going back into the woods just yet. Moss doesn't retreat. It just exists. I don't know exactly what that metaphor means yet, but when the universe needs me to, I will. At least that's what I read on the back of my bottle of Professor Sodak soap. And no, I could never be snout-spout. But you know what? That's okay, because Snout Spout could never be Moss Man. We all have to do our own thing, man. Like, maybe I don't have a cool mechanical elephant head, Boo. but Snout Spout doesn't have a slowly growing coating of moss that covers his entire body. Being a he-buddy has taught me that we all have our own skills and abilities that make us unique. Ram Man may not be the best at strategy, but when it comes to running headfirst into a wall, there's nobody better. Mechanek can be a little tough to get along with at times, but if you need someone to look over a medium-sized wall, he's your man. You see, each and every one of us has a special dish to bring to this potluck that is life. You just need to figure out what your looking over a medium-sized wall is that you can do better than anyone else. Heartwarming. If only your trite phrases could be used to pay the contractarians. The car wash is ruined, and our promised celebrity is a no-show. Unless you have something to encourage these gathered masses to part with their money, your presence here is neither valuable nor desired. My friend, that is the wrong attitude to take on this car wash journey. I see all you people gathered around waiting to see Snout Spout. Some of you wearing furry bikinis, some of you holding a flamethrower. You know what else I see? I see a lot of people who aren't embracing the flow of the universe. 
A car wash isn't about celebrities. A car wash isn't about some big fancy endorsement. It's about people coming together because they believe that with soap, water, and towels, they can change the world. It's about community, man. It's about the way you feel when you see a clean mid-sized sedan drive off after a job well done. It's about that warm glow in your heart when you pay for a car wash that's supporting something you believe in. And I think, deep down, all of you do believe in Snake Mountain. You care about the work people do here. You believe in keeping evil locally sourced and homegrown. Farm to table is very important to me. And you minions, I see you looking real bummed about Snout Spout not showing. But you're looking at this car wash all wrong. It's not about famous guests. Doing a car wash with your friends is about splashing around, throwing sponges at each other, and sometimes wearing the towels over your head and arms like you're a weird towel ghost. I know it doesn't feel like it right now, but at the end of the day, when your muscles are sore and you're out of change, you'll go to your favorite local burger place probably still in your soggy clothes, and eat french fries together, warm in the glow of a job well done. And those fries, those are the fries of life. The shared joy of fried food after hard work is everything that is beautiful in this world. So you wash those cars. You wash those cars like it means something to you and everybody gathered here. Because it does. That was so beautiful. Especially the part about how we are still soggy. I mean, he's no snout spout. But yeah, that was pretty alright, I guess. And it looks like everyone's getting really pumped about getting their car washed now. Blind is almost circling the fortress. My evil scheme. But... But I worked so hard on this. I planned it all so carefully. Oh, I forget. You've probably never been thwarted before. Hmm. I suppose conventional wisdom would dictate that I say something comforting and supportive at this point. So, there's other fish in the sea. Really? You think so? Well, thanks, Uncle Skeletor. That helps. Curses! Fabriel, you're not even here right now. You're not supposed to be watching my every move like some sort of leafy stalker. And you take that goody-goody zap back this instant. That one didn't count. You know perfectly well that I wasn't trying to be supportive in earnest. It's not my fault Prince Adam is susceptible to platitudes. This is very poor timing on your part, Favriel. I have the evil gardeners grow off. I hope you appreciate just how much scheming I'll have to do to get my evil levels up again. I'll help you put up posters for free lawn maintenance with the fake phone number on it later tonight. I'm just glad the car wash is saved. I can't believe that worked. And Mossman is just gonna hang out in the lawn chair and watch the car wash, huh? He's getting free misting from all the hose spraying. This is practically a spa day for him. Hey, Skeletor? What? Can we get french fries after the car wash is over? Ooh, yeah, the little skinny crispy guys. Ooh, and a banana split. Can we, Uncle Skeletor? Yes, alright, fine. If you'll all stop looking at me with those pathetic faces, we can get fries. Now go! Those fenders won't dry themselves. And you, pod fans... This may be the end of the episode, but we have only scratched the surface of my gardening greatness. 
Come back next episode to continue your clumsy plod down the path to plant understanding and to see Skeletor crowned the king of evil gardeners. Garden Pots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairin. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairin. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairin. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairin. Prince Adam and He-Man are played by Chris Newton. Buzz Off is played by Miles Stokes. Merman is played by Nathaniel Hubbard. Mossman is played by Brandon Brown. Snout Spout is played by Rafael Medina. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash GardenPotsWithSkeletor. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's me, Snout Spout. A Prince Adam said the car wash was somewhere across town, but then I saw my face on a bunch of these flyers and I thought, hey, I bet these people are expecting me to come to this. And so I plugged the address into my GPS, but I forgot that I had it set to bus routes, not driving, so I ended up riding on this bus that was going all over, but everyone got really excited about coming to the car wash with me. So. I'm here now, with a bus! <laughs> Get excited, everybody! It's me, Snout Spout, the guy with the mechanical elephant head who everybody loves! <laughs> Wait, where is everybody? Hey, my friends. The car wash ended about an hour ago. i just been here soaking in that post-car wash groove. I missed it. <sighs> Darn. Still, though. Nothing like a good car wash, is there? You said it. Hey, you want to go get fries? Buddy, you sure know how to make a good day even better. Ooh, what kind of fries? Shoestring? Curly? Chunky? Oh, let's open our hearts to the fried possibilities and see where the universe takes us. Sounds good. I hope the universe takes us somewhere with spicy ketchup. Oh, <laughs> man. That stuff's delicious.